Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. And welcome in, fine citizens. Dan Leach here with you tonight. Well, actually, this morning, if you're uh, out on the East Coast, and it's still evening in the West Coast, I'll be here uh, Sunday morning, Saturday night, as well in for Greg Peterson. Jam-packed show tonight. Jam-packed show tomorrow coming up in about 15 minutes or so. The legendary Matt Eubins from Beeson will join us to talk some golf. I've got a I, – now listen, uh, it's not, maybe it sounds like I'm trying to toot my own horn. And I am. I'm very humble, though. Uh, but I, I've been a big golf better for a long time. And I've had a lot of success already this year. I had a ton of success last year. I think golf might be, I mean, I love, the NFL and college football are my favorites to bet. But I think the best value overall, aside from horse racing, is betting on golf. And I've got a great ticket that I made. Uh, I also have a top five, top 10 that I will uh, see what Matt Humans thinks about. We'll talk some Masters. We'll talk some Genesis Invitational, maybe some hoops. Also, the state of the PGA Tour. So look forward to talking to Matt Humans coming up in just a little bit. Uh, but what I want to talk about, as I mentioned, NFL's over. And it's, you know, there's this like hole in my heart. I'm sure many of you feel the same way. It's, you know, it's such a great way to spend a, a weekend. And I'm a big Wolverine fan here in Michigan. So I go to all the Michigan games. I went to Indy this year to the Big Ten title game. Well, you know, was on the field for the Ohio State game for the first time in 25 years. Went to the, that stupid Spartan game in East Lansing. Went to the Orange Bowl. And, and then, of course, I've obviously been to Lions games my entire life. So I just love the atmosphere of football. And it's kind of like a hole in your heart after football is over. But it doesn't mean we can't talk about it and look forward to next season. And boy, is it dripping with storylines. And, and I want to look at some Super Bowl odds when it comes to futures. And I know there was just a big bet made on the Buffalo Bills. And, and full disclosure, before the season started, I had the Bills and Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Boy, was I wrong about the Seahawks. But, of course, I didn't think Russell Wilson would get hurt. Uh, but I definitely was – the Bills was, a, I think, a pretty smart pick. And I had the Bills winning it all in their first ever Super Bowl title. Remember, they lost in four straight years in the 90s with Jim Kelly, 90s with Jim Kelly and Thermal Thomas and Bruce Smith and uh, Andre Reid and many others. I'm going to go back to that well, but I've got a few picks for you. And there's, uh, you know, the, the sharp friends I've been talking to, some of them love making futures bets. They make very large ones. I, I'll tell you, I'm not someone that loves to make a futures bet now. Maybe I'll make it like after the draft. Maybe I'll make it before the preseason starts, definitely before the NFL season starts. And then now you're able to make it in season. I had the Rams winning the Super Bowl at around 10 to 1, uh, backing my Bills bet up. But I really thought the Bills, I, I had a pretty large bet on the Bills 
from anywhere between, I think it was 11 to 1 was the lowest I got it at later in the season. And then before the season, 15 to 1. I got really lucky before the line went right down, I think, to 13 to 1 after I bet it within a few days. So I'm definitely on the Bills. They're, right now, you look at that, they're basically, uh, you know, the favorite. Uh, depending on the sports book, you got them at seven and a half to one, along with the Kansas City Chiefs, Rams ten to one, Cowboys and Niners and Bengals fourteen to one. I give me the Cowboys are fourteen to one. That is a team, and and I mentioned you know that I finished the playoffs thirteen and two against the spread with all the picks that I made, and I'm very proud of that because I love football and betting football and trying to give people money. And I gave all those picks out on my show, the Detroit City Cast, brought to you by Matt Rivers, and also uh, the various Vison shows that I go on throughout the year. So I gave those plays out, and the two games I lost was Green Bay and the stupid Cowboys. The Cowboys. I thought I was being smart. Everyone was on the Niners. All the guys I respect. All my sharp friends. Even the public, everyone's on the freaking Niners. And I thought I was being cute and, and outsmarting everybody. And yet Dallas almost came back and won in that ridiculous uh, you know, Dak Prescott run uh, with a time you know expired and could spike the ball. So dumb. Mike McCarthy, yeah, I know he's been to a Super Bowl, but just not a good coach. And the Cowboys, with that loss, have now been seven of the last 10 years, one and done in the playoffs. What was I thinking? And now they're one of the top five favorites to win the Super Bowl. It's a total fade. For me, get away from the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Packers, though, with Aaron Rodgers drama, they're 16 to 1. Ravens quote them never more, along with the Broncos, 20 to 1. The Broncos, to me, I know they've got a great defense, no longer with Von Miller. And, you know, I, I understand that defense can really lead to a team getting through a playoff run. They've got no quarterback, though. Big Fangio, I mean, trash, and, and obviously, peace. And it's one of these things where, how can you have the Broncos? Maybe they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. Maybe that's what's implied to these odds. We'll see. But I don't trust the Broncos at all. Bucks, by the way, with obviously no Tom Brady. Maybe he comes back. Probably not. They're 22 to 1 along with the Titans, Patriots. Uh, great first year for Mac Jones until it wasn't. Uh, but Belichick did a great coaching job with Tom, you know, with no Tom Brady for the last few years. Uh, Patriots 25 to 1. Chargers 25 to 1, along with the Cardinals and the Colts. Uh, and it looks like the Colts are going to trade Carson Wentz. That's the word on the street. And the Browns, 30 to 1. But I'm going to look, obviously, I'm going to have a play on the Bills. There's not a ton of value there. But if you make a large bet, obviously, you can pay pretty well uh, at 7.5 to 1. And they're not, I don't think they're going to get much lower than that uh, or much higher than that. I mean, maybe they go to 8, 9, 10 to 1 at best if they maybe start the season off bad. But if this Bills team starts the way that I think they're going to with Josh Allen and so well coached by, by Sean McDermott and Diggs and that defense, they might go down to 5 to 1 or 4 to 1 or, you know, something like that. Uh, see, depending on how the Chiefs start and other teams start. So I'm going to have a, a fairly large bet on the Bills again. Like this will be the Bills here. But I, I have a great value play for you. And I, I have a lot of my sharp friends that I mentioned that make these futures bets early. And a couple of them who I really respect have already made big plays on the Chargers. The Chargers at 25 to 1. And of course, one of the biggest reasons is Justin Herbert, the Oregon product. Just an incredible young quarterback, metrically some of the best numbers early in a career that we've ever seen. And getting 25 to 1, I mean, you lay 100 bucks, that's 2,500. 1,000 bucks, that's 25,000. That will be a fairly large wager for me on the Chargers at 25 to 1. I, I can't trust the Cardinals, all the Kyler Murray stuff, so I'm staying away. But I know that's kind of a sexy pick. Of course, with the wet stuff, I'm not looking at the Colts right now. Vikings are trash, they're 35 to 1. But I'm going to give you one more further down the trough 
And yes, they would have loved to have had Jim Harbaugh maybe as the coach or some of their fans would have. But I think the, the Raiders at 50 to 1. You know, I was just in Vegas a couple of times in the last month. They love that team. They're obviously Vegas. Vegas is a transient city. Uh, and, you know, it's not like they have the kind of fan base that other cities have, but they're really starting to get behind that team. I stayed at the Mandalay Bay this last uh, trip for the Super Bowl. You can walk down to Allegiant Stadium. They got that, you know, suite on the field. It's just a great experience. From what I've heard, I haven't been to a Raiders game yet. I probably will go to one this coming year. Uh, but I think you look at Derek Carr, and yeah, they have that tough issue with Henry Ruggs and all the off the field stuff that happened with him. It's very sad. But a solid defense, Brian Walker. You know, obviously a good running game, good offensive line. We'll see what they do in the draft. But 50 to 1 to me is tremendous value on the Los Angeles Raiders. Just looking at a couple odds here when it comes to the AFC. I'll also back my plays up uh, with the Bills and the Raiders and the Chargers for AFC championship odds. The Bills are only 4 to 1. So it's just going to be kind of a backup back. They have a great chance of winning the, uh, the AFC if they don't win the Super Bowl, of course. Uh, the Chargers are 10 to 1 to win the AFC. And the. Uh, Oh, the Las I was almost at Oakland. The Las Vegas Raiders are twenty-five to one to win the AFC. So I'll have plays on that as far as the NFC goes. Uh, you know, when you look at the teams that I like in the NFC, and obviously, uh, you know, most of the plays I have are in the AFC. But I will take a look at a team like Seattle that can maybe rebound uh, with the healthy Russell Wilson. They still have a lot of talent there. They are sixteen to one to win the NFC. So that would be an NFC play for me. Uh, not really much else I like. I mean, you look at the Saints, can they kind of get things going? They're 18 to 1. I'm not touching the Commanders. What a stupid name anyway. They're 22 to 1. Uh, Falcons 22 to 1. How about Detroit Lions? Lions are 50 to 1 to win the NFC. Just to win the NFC and to win the Super Bowl, the Detroit Lions are now tied with the Jets and the Texans, the three worst teams, 150 to 1. Garbage sauce, but Bengals were a four-win team two years ago and went to the Super Bowl and almost won it. The Lions could do that maybe in two, three years, but they're not doing it next year. Try to win like maybe five games and uh, work your way forward uh, with you know Brad Sherlock Holmes, the new GM, some first-round draft picks, and of course Dan Campbell. We'll see what he is uh, going forward for the Lions as well. Uh, quickly, want to get into some regular season MVP odds. Is it too early to bet them? Not necessarily. If you really like a player, you might lose some value if you don't bet it here. But I mentioned that I love the Chargers, and Justin Herbert is fourteen to one to win the MVP. If the Chargers go on the kind of run I think they're capable of doing, he's got a great chance of winning the MVP. He is fourteen to one. Matthew Stafford, if the Rams get back. Uh, to a Super Bowl, and obviously they don't vote on the MVP award during the playoffs. But if Stafford, you know, backs up the Super Bowl year, he has yet to win an MVP. That could be a, a, a value bet there at 15 to one. Joe Burrow is 12 to one. The favorites, Mahomes and Rodgers. Too much, uh, you know, cloud of smoke with Aaron Rodgers right now. So I'm going to stay away from that. They're the favorites at seven to one. Josh Allen, who of course I love with the Bills, nine to one. So I'll have a play on him. I'll definitely have a play on Justin Herbert. Also Derrick Henry, 18 to one. Dak Prescott. 22 to one, along with Lamar Jackson, can the Ravens, can, you know, kind of get that bad taste out of their mouth after a really rough season? That at times they looked like world beaters, other times they looked very inferior. And Lamar Jackson just kind of was very inconsistent at times. And then Cooper Cup, how about Cooper Cup, the MVP of the Super Bowl? I called it. You have a touchdown in each half. It was boosted to five to one. Cooper Cup, 25 to one to win the MVP. So I think when you look at uh, you know betting on the MVP this early. 
it's guys like Josh Allen. It's guys like Herbert. If they get off to really good starts, you're going to lose that nine to one, probably down to seven to one or six to one. You're going to lose that 14 to one on Herbert, probably down to 10 to one or eight to one. So I will make plays on those guys early. The rest of them, maybe Matthew Stafford. And if I wanted to go with a guy like Cooper cup, uh, that is what I'm probably going to do later on in the season. So that's where we're at with some futures odds in the NFL. I'm really looking forward to this. The do everything man for visa man humans is coming up next. We'll talk some golf maybe some college hoops. I got to ask him about some plays that I have this weekend, some tickets that I'm hoping to get cash, being offered cash shots right now, by the way, here in the legal betting apps in Michigan. We'll talk with him coming up shortly here as Dan Leach is here with you in for Greg Peterson on the Greg Peterson experience, having a great time here on the overnight as Friday goes into Saturday, big day of college hoops coming up. And of course, the NBA All-Star Saturday night. You are watching VEASAN, V. Sports Better Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Well, if you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, yours truly hosts Detroit, Dan Leach, LA, New York, Philadelphia. They're all great, though. Pittsburgh and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Dan Leach in for Greg Peterson, and it's my pleasure to welcome in the host of The Edge on Visa and pretty much 8 million other things, the legendary Matt Human staying up late. Thanks so much for joining us, Matt. Man. Are you there, my friend? Yeah, I got you. You can't uh, hear me? There we are. I gave you a big yeah. intro. Did you miss it? I, I said the legendary Matt Humans. I said that's a loose definition of the word uh, legendary. 
Yeah, that's. Uh... I, I don't think it's that loose. I think that it's very, very hard <laughs> news here. That's all we do here. But, Matt, I appreciate you staying up late with us. Lots that I want to get to you with. We were just talking off air about bet, you know betting on golf and how much I love it. And I, and I want to talk to you about some master stuff and the state of the PGA Tour in a minute. But I, I, as I promised, I, I wanted to do this live without telling you what I had. And I mentioned, obviously, like you, I love golf betting. But I did make a play, and, and I, I put a $50 play on Joaquin Neiman at 46-1. to 1 to pay $23.50. I'm getting offered an $826 cash out. I'm not cashing that out. I'm not betting $50 to cash out for $826. But should I feel confident with my man, Joaquin Neiman, who's back-to-back eight-unders in the the Genesis? I think you should feel confident, but don't be overconfident. And at this time tomorrow night, you're probably going to be less confident than you are right now. (laughs) I just think it's going to be it's going to be really hard for him to go low a third day in a row on this course. Right. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's just been lights out in the first two rounds. Nobody shows up at the Riviera Country Club and goes 63-63. Are you kidding me? So the story right. A little. I know, and it's uh, that that means regression is probably in store for him on Saturday. And typically, what happens is, you know, in these golf tournaments. Uh, on the weekend, the leader gets less aggressive, and sometimes he sits on the lead a little bit. He doesn't want to blow it. He knows he's got a cushion, and he doesn't play for as many birdies as he did in the first couple rounds. And that's one time, you know, that's one reason. A lot of times going into the weekend, I like to have a guy who's sitting the third, fourth, fifth, a few shots off the lead because those guys right. are typically more aggressive. But I'm with you. I, I've got a fifty-dollar bet on Joaquin Neiman at fifty-five to one. I made before the tournament. Oh. Uh, Neiman. That was a, a circus sports. Now, Neiman has been one of those guys, Dan, since about, a, I want to say, late 2020. I targeted him. I said, this kid's going to win. He won in September 2019 at the Greenbrier. That was his first PGA Tour win. That tournament kind of flew under the radar. But you, know, you recognize his talent. And right now, he's only 23 years old. I played him in Maui in January 21. You remember he lost the playoff to Harris English yep. the next week in Honolulu. He, he finished second again. That was a heartbreaker. And then in your backyard, I think I'm pretty sure it was in Detroit where he was in the three man playoff and he didn't get the rocket all, all week. Yeah. And then bogeyed the first hole of the playoff and got knocked out. And I had him that week too. So we got to get paid off by this guy. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we get paid off this weekend. Uh, but right now, you know, as far as if, if nobody, or somebody out there listening is not on him, I would not recommend betting him right now because that circuit, he's even money. At the Westgate, he's plus 110. And I still think, man, there's so many elite players up on this leaderboard that this thing's going to be thrilling down to the wire. And uh, really, if you're looking at adjusted odds at this point, there are some other guys you can look at. And Dan, in addition to Neiman at 55, I've I've got a few other guys in the hunt. i got Morikawa at 20. Uh, Adam Scott at 46. That's a smaller bet because Adam Scott, I don't think, has won for me in about seven or eight years, so I don't bet him much anymore. Uh, and the other yeah, guy I got is Maverick McNeely, but he's like 10 strokes off the pace at about 100 to 1. Yep. I took Mav too. I have Mav top 10, and I have Homa and Homa top five. So we're going to cash this Neiman bet. It's got to, by the way, he posted the most strokes game, T to Green, 6.87 on Thursday. And then he was more than a shot and a half worse on Friday and was still the best in the field. So maybe we are going to get that uh-huh. crazy, weird thing where it goes forward and he gets it good on Saturday as well. <laughs> well, I'm optimistic. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not getting overconfident. You know how it is, man. These Sunday sweats in golf can be. I know most people 
who are listening are used to sweating out football and basketball games and things like that. But man, the golf sweats can be incredible. And I, I think yeah, there's nothing like it. On the, yeah. <laughs> and uh, looking forward to him. Joaquin Neiman's never finished higher than 23rd in a major. And like I said, he hadn't won since September, 2019. Hopefully he's cool. And he's a closer on Sunday. Yep, that's uh, definitely the hope. And speaking of majors, let's let's talk a little Masters here. And speaking of sweats, I had Salatoris last year. I think what did I get in that fifty or whatever it was to one? And of course, he was right there until the end with Hideki. And uh, I'm looking at the Masters futures odds right now. And you know, Salatoris down to thirty three to one uh, at Bet Rivers. You know, you're looking at Hideki at twenty five to one. Can you go back to back? What are you, what are your feels right now? And obviously, we got some time to go uh, until April tenth in the Masters. But are there people you're targeting right now where you want to take now before their odds go down? maybe they win before now and then or you're going to wait till the odds go up yeah that was the uh the one heartbreaking uh loss i've had in golf so far this uh, season was or this year in 2022 as well as at tory pines and i was out there on the course that day walking with his group and i could just feel he was going to blow it on the back nine but the, the his ball striking is tremendous and we talk about ball striking for those who don't know in golf it's td green the problem is when he gets to the green he's not a great putter Hopefully he can uh, get better. I mean, he's such a young guy. Hopefully he can, he can improve his putting. But I've made two bets so far in Augusta. One is based on uh, sort of on current form and course form. Cameron Smith, who uh, won for me in Maui this year, uh, yep. he's got pretty good form at Augusta. And I bet when uh, the week he was playing so well in Maui, I bet him at 41 to 1 in the Masters. And then uh, I bet Zalatoris at 40 to 1. So. Those are the only two bets I got on the Masters right now, uh, right there around the 41 range on the Cam Smith and Zalatoris. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's interesting, too, and people need to understand it's obviously a much shorter field in Augusta, but you really have to look. It's such a unique course, Matt, as you know, and I know many uh, you know listening and watching know, and, and it's guys like you mentioned, Cam Smith, who can play really well at Augusta, and, you know, it's for so many years, uh, you know, you had guys like Tom Watson, even when he was like 60, 80 years old, uh, you know, playing well, even when it was past his time. That That's something you got to kind of factor in, right? Oh, no question. Uh, and of course, we have a lot of course uh, history to go with on uh, these players. Most of these players right. at Augusta, and uh, you know, even was it uh, what's his name, Freddie Couples? Uh, he was so old, and he, he could turn in a couple really good rounds at Augusta because he knows his way around the course. He couldn't do it for four rounds, but a lot of these guys, you know, Tiger knows Augusta like a his backyard. That doesn't mean he, if he tees it up there this year that I would play him right now, circus got him at 400 to one. I, I wouldn't even consider playing <laughs> tiger uh, this year. You got to give him some time, but there are guys, Phil Mickelson, who I wouldn't consider a, a contender really in any tournament, but he shows up at Augusta. He's got a chance. Uh, and there are a lot of guys like that who have uh, such good form at Augusta. You have to, uh, you can't count those guys out. You got to give them a shot. And Cam Smith is one of those guys who's got good form at Augusta. So I think I thought forty-one to one was a good number on him at the time. Great number. By the way, I'm an idiot. I was I was talking about Fred Couples. Watson's been fine there, but that's who I meant. Fred Couples was always good, even later yeah. in his career. Yeah. Uh, got a minute or so, a couple minutes left here, man. And I wanted to talk to you about the state of the PGA Tour. I know they're talking. I mean, that whole thing about creating a new tour and playing in you know Dubai and all the different things going on. Golf. It's such a. I think it's so healthy right now, obviously, especially during the pandemic. Where do you think the future of the PGA Tour and these other possibilities are are going to be in the next couple of years? Well, the Saudi golf league's not going to make it. If it does make it, it's just going to be some uh, burnout type of players or older players who uh, aren't stars. I mean, John Rahm, Justin Thomas, guys like that are not going to the Saudi golf league, you know, and 
if uh, they want that league to steal some of the spotlight away from the PGA tour, you'd have to get players like that. And you're not going to get those superstar players over to that Saudi golf league. I mean, that's all about greed and money. Right. And, uh, and not too many, very, very few uh, noteworthy guys are going to jump to that thing. Hey, if Phil Mickelson wants to go play in it, good riddance, uh, go ahead. The PGA tour is going to be fine without guys like Phil Mickelson and Adam Scott. If they go over there, Lee Westwood, uh, it's kind of like an old timers league. So I, I don't take that seriously at all. I think the PGA tour is getting stronger all the time. Matt, if you wouldn't mind, I mean, I'm already, I'm already asking you to do me a salad by stand up late. Can you stay another second? We talk a little college shoots with me. I love talking to you. Yeah, no sweat. I'm always up late. So that's, uh, that's no problem for me, man. Yeah, I never sleep. When I was in Vegas, man, for the Super Bowl, I think I, I think I said I slept a total of 13 hours in five days, and I feel great. This bunch of Red Bulls for me. <laughs> That's about two and a half hours a day. That's fine. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, we sleep in May. All right, we'll look forward to that. We'll talk uh, some right. college hoops coming up. Uh, with Matt Eubens here, and and uh, I love the discussion about the PGA and, and, and betting on golf. It really is, you know, Matt, betting on golf is such a great thing, and I think a lot of people need to experience that. And once they do, you mentioned a sweat on Sunday with golf. There really is nothing like it. I hope more people look at it. You bet a future, let's say, around 50 to 1 and cash the ticket four days later. In football, you got to wait six months. That's one of the great yep. things about nothing golf. Nothing like that. All right, we got more with my man Matt Eubens coming right up here on the Greg Peter Experience here in Daily Chin for him. You're watching Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the decent schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vcin.com slash podcast and get beating the book with Gil Alexander, Hardwood Handicappers, and Lombardi Line. Follow the money by Guys in the Desert and many, many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. And Having a great time talking to my man, Matt Eubens, host of The Edge on Visa and so many other things. And uh, Matt, great to have you here. Thanks so much for staying up late. I guess we figured out that you and I never sleep anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, but it's still appreciate the time. And, you know, I've been talking about this on the show tonight, and I wanted to get your feel on this. You know, football is the best. We were just talking about kind of old school handicapping and how you got to do it these days in football. But now that it's over, I, I've maybe made five bets on college basketball uh, in the last few weeks. I mean, I'm barely looking at it as much as I will now. Isn't this a great time when you get close to conference tournament time, close to March Madness, where there'll be some weak lines, there'll be teams, you know, situational betting, which you mentioned you love, where there's teams that have got to make the tournament, like my Michigan Wolverines. You know, I like the plus five against Iowa the other night. They obviously came through for me. Isn't this a great time to really get some valuable lines as we head towards the tournament? Yeah, that Michigan game was interesting because I, I think the arrow is starting to point up on the Wolverines too. And uh, they yeah. were probably the most disappointing team in college basketball in the first two months, if not the most disappointing team, very close to it. And uh, you know, when it was, it was obviously a bad spot for Purdue uh, coming off the Illinois game, having to hit the road and not really even having right. a, a full day off in between. But I, I like, that was my biggest bet of the year was Michigan over Purdue in Ann Arbor a week and a half ago. 
And you can really see Juwan Howard's got this team playing a lot better. Talking about Musa Diabate, Hunter Dickinson. Yep. You've got two really skilled uh, big guys and pretty good guards. I think the one problem with Michigan is uh, there's not much depth. You're not going to get much scoring up in the bench. But again, uh, you got to look for things like that. Uh, here the second time through in conference play, and obviously I've been bet- I've been betting college basketball every day since early November. Um, but one, one of the I, I think one of the best times to bet is the second time through in these conferences uh, because you get a lot of revenge scenarios. Uh, you can see teams that are starting to play their best basketball. You can see teams that are starting to fade, and um, that's that's why I like to play. Well, I play college basketball every day from November anyway, but I, I like this, especially like this time in February. And then when you get to March, everybody in the world wants to bet it, and they want to know what you think about every game because they haven't followed college <laughs> for, for the last four months. But that's fine, man. Right. I welcome everybody in. Uh, Hoops Peterson does a great job here on VSIN, breaking down the games every night as well. College basketball is probably my favorite thing to bet. I mean, golf betting's right up there, too. But college hoops, man, it's tough to beat it. And this is a great time of year. We're only, let's see, what are we, Dan, about uh, 10, 12 days away from March. Yep. Can you believe it? And we're, you know, the tournament less than a month away, that opening weekend. Uh, I'll be back out in Vegas. You're a man after my own heart in many ways, Matt, but I banged the blank out of the Michigan money line. I was in Vegas for that game. Got to watch it at the sports book and, uh, you know, gave it out on, on the shows that I do. So I was really happy about that game against Purdue and told everybody, stay away from against Ohio State, but take them against Iowa. Uh, there is a game that I think you and I are on the same side, this Texas basketball showdown. Number 11, Texas Tech. Number 20, Texas in Austin. How do you see this one? tomorrow it should be a great game <laughs> yeah speaking of uh michigan again quickly i was on ohio state in that game in ann arbor i've had a pretty good read on michigan lately uh yep. hopefully i get a good read on this uh texas team as well because uh, i bet the big 12 a lot and the first time around paul stone and you, you probably uh and the listeners have probably seen on Sing quite a bit paul told me uh, texas tech over texas on february 1st was his biggest bet of the season and uh wow. Paul knows the Big 12 inside and out, so I, I wasn't as confident as him, but I tailed him on that one. And uh, Red Raiders rolled 77 to 64. Texas was a four and a half point dog in that game, and that was Texas Tech Super Bowl essentially. I mean, Chris Beard leaves Lubbock, he goes to Austin, you leave for a rival. The fans hate it. They camped outside the arena for two days. <laughs> they wanted blood that night, uh, and the Red Raiders got it. Well, this is going to be Chris Beard's revenge bowl in uh, Austin. And since that loss at Texas tech, the Longhorns are three and one. They beat Iowa state blew, them, blew out the cyclones in the second half down to the wire wins against Kansas and Oklahoma, Texas is not playing anywhere near the level I expected uh, in November. I thought Chris Beard would have this team playing much better, uh, but I had this uh, revenge spot circled too. And Ken Pomeroy, I mentioned uh, Ken Pom.com projected Texas by one. So I thought I was going to get a really good number in this. I actually grabbed Texas minus minus three when it opened today. And that was the best I could find anywhere. And several spots had Texas minus three. Now you're seeing three and a half and four at most spots, yep. right? I think this is going to be a spot where you can bank on Chris Beard uh, to get revenge for what happened in Lubbock. Uh, what about two and a half weeks ago? Yeah, you look at Timmy Allen, you know, one of the leaders for that Texas team, and Andrew Jones, each scoring 20 uh, in that win over Oklahoma in overtime on Tuesday night. I think the they could have, uh, I don't know if they're both going to score 20 again, but I like having them at home. You mentioned the revenge factor, the situational thing there. I think that's going to be, they're going to be way too much for Texas Tech in this one. 
I hope so. Texas Tech's a really good defensive team. Mark Adams, who's Chris Beard's top assistant, took over. Really hasn't been much of a drop-off. I think Mark Adams is doing a hell of a job. But that's one reason I was surprised that Beard left Texas Tech. I knew how good this team was coming back this year. And and I thought, well, he's got a top-ten team. He's not going to leave. Well, he, he left right away. He couldn't wait to leave for Texas. And he brought in all these transfers. You talked about Timmy Allen and Marcus Carr. And it looked like it was just such a talented roster. I thought, man, Chris Beard can't lose with this talent. But he's lost, what, seven games, I think, at this point in the yep. season, which uh, I thought Texas would be maybe a, a, a four-loss team at this point. So, uh, but, but still, we're in February, and uh, Chris Beard is one of the elite coaches in college hoops, and his team – is always going to be prepared and should be getting better. I would think with all the newcomers and transfers at this point in the season, they should start to play really well. And hopefully uh, that's what we see tomorrow in Austin. Yep. 1230 Eastern time on ABC for the Frank Irwin center in Austin. And you mentioned Texas right around three and a half, some fours out there as well. Another really interesting game, Matt, uh, a top 25 game, Bama at Rupp against number four, Kentucky. This, this should be a huge I think it's going to be one of those games that comes down to the wire. And right now, you got UK minus six and a half. Is there is there some value on taking Bama plus the points in this one? You know, I'm not playing Bama here. I, I say it's a high tide and low tide. That's what you get with Alabama. It's hard to predict what you're going to get. And uh, we've seen Alabama post some of the best wins in college hoops this season. Ran ran Gonzaga off a off the floor on on a neutral. I think that was in November. Um, Bama's had some yep. big time wins, also had some really bad losses. And the one thing I don't like about this Bama team, it's, it just looks, and Nate Oates, I think, is a good coach. But he's having a hard time controlling uh, this team. They take a lot of bad shots. It's kind of helter skelter on the offensive end of the floor. I bet Kentucky, when these teams played the first time, and uh, I was fortunate that night that Alabama shot three for 30. From three-point range, three for thirty. Texas won that game sixty, or excuse me, Kentucky won sixty-six to fifty-five. Alabama could have been worse offensively. Ken Palm actually projected ten on this. Kentucky minus ten. Wildcats are sixteen and zero at home. Uh, I'm probably going to pass on this game. It's it's a big-time game that I think uh, Kentucky's probably going to draw a little bit more public action tomorrow. Uh, I'm surprised to see six and a half. I actually thought this number was going to come eight. So um, just based on the fact that the, the Tide shot so poorly from three the first time, you got to think they're going to play better offensively tomorrow, and it's going to be more of a game. But I, I, I've checked out on this Alabama team. I'm not going to bet them anymore. I'm done. Yeah, talk about Bama. They lose to Georgia, who's garbage by yeah. six, and they beat Baylor yeah. the next game. Just Yeah, can't do it. Can't lose to, uh, Matt, can't lose to Georgia. <laughs> Even if you're a high school team. Six and 20. Yeah. Oh, so gross. Matt, got about a minute left. Uh, Any other game Uh that you're kind of zeroing in on tomorrow on that big college slate? Yeah, I'll tell you another one I played. I said I played Texas minus three at open. I also played Colorado State minus three at open. And and that's up to uh, minus four or four and a half. This is another conference revenge spot. The first time around, UNLV was a, a 14 or a 15 point dog in Fort Collins. And uh, Bryce Hamilton and the Rebels ran the Rams off the floor that night, 88 to 74. And uh, I circled that again. I said, when the Colorado State's my highest rated team in the Mountain West. So I said, when the Rams come back to Thomas Mack, I'm going to play them, hopefully at a cheap number. And I thought three was a really good number today because I made Colorado State a five-point favorite. So uh, Colorado State and Texas are my favorite games. Typically, I'm an underdog player, but it's kind of weird, Dan, when I look at tomorrow's card, I like more favorites than I do dogs, which uh, makes me a little bit uneasy. 
I'm the same way. I normally have a dog player too. You mentioned Colorado State around four and a half that line right now for the eight o'clock start. Uh, but yeah, sometimes, you know, the, the dogs are barking. Other times it's the favorites that are really loud. Matt, I can't tell you how much uh, I enjoyed talking with you. Look forward to doing it again sometime soon. And let's catch that Joaquin Neiman ticket. He's got to finish. It's his time. <laughs> let's, let's hope we're happy about that on Sunday. Hey, thanks, man. Great being on with you. Hey, well, the pleasure was all mine. Great stuff there from uh, Matt Eubens. You can catch him as the host of the Edge on Visa. Thanks so much to Matt Eubens. And uh, we got much more coming up here on the Greg Peterson Experience. Dan Leach in for Greg. Thanks again to my man, Matt Eubens. We're going to catch that ticket. I'm telling you, Neiman's ready. He's only 23 with the Chilean. It's time for him to get the job done. You are watching VEASAN, the sports betting network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN has a great new offer that can only be described as madness. You get VSIN all access to everything we do from now to the college basketball championship on April 4th for only 20 $9. Sign up now and get our daily best bets emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every single game. It's only happen once a year, so don't miss out. Visit VEASAN.com slash madness. That's VEASAN.com slash madness to sign up today. And Dan Leach here with you on the Greg Peterson experience. Uh, so grateful for Matt Human staying up late. Uh, appreciate his time. Does such a great job on the various things he does. Of course, hosting the edge on uh, Visa as well. But please give him a follow on Twitter at Matt Humans 24 
seven and look forward to talking to him again and such great nuggets from him and we're gonna i'm telling you we're cashing that neiman bet and he's totally right like I, when i asked him if should i you know cash out for eight you know not eight nine hundred bucks i didn't bet fifty dollars to win eight or nine hundred i bet fifty dollars to win twenty three hundred now i will say this and maybe some of you are in, are in vegas so you don't have the option but you know if you're in an area like me in michigan or pennsylvania or wherever the legal sports betting apps are are going, you get cash offers. I've actually been able to make a lot of money on cash offers because I've had multiple guys. There was one time where I think it was at McNeely and Homa, and you know they it was going to be the, one of the two that was going to win, and I was out of both, so I could have taken a real chance and cashed out one and, and doubled my money almost because they were offering almost full value at that point. Uh, I think it was like eighty percent, or you know let it ride and you're obviously going to win one no matter what. Uh, but there is a value in cashing out. In a certain scenario, if, tomorrow's a big day for me and, and, and Matt as far as, you know, Neiman goes. If he has a four to six shot lead, because right now it's two over Young, but I, I, I feel like that could, I'm not really worried about Cameron Young, all due respect. And we talked about the implied odds. He's over 50%, you know, basically to win based on various different metrics. But Neiman, is, as, as Matt Newman's mentioned, here in Detroit at the Rocket, other tournaments, is in trouble closing. But, you know, he's 23. He was 22 last year. Now it's time, maybe, where he's able to get the job done the way that Morikawa has, the way that Hakeem Matsuyama has, uh, the way that Justin Thomas has, where maybe early on, Dustin Johnson, another example where they could get it done. And now they're, you know, they've found ways to get it done. Uh, maybe this is the time where he can close. And if he has a good day, like just even a, you know a decent day, and keeps the lead by two or more strokes, I'll feel really good going into Sunday. And then maybe, let's say he's up by four at the turn, and they're offering me seventeen hundred dollars uh, instead of twenty three hundred. Then I might I might consider it because yeah, it's another six hundred dollars, but four shots isn't unbeatable. You know, it's a couple birdie bogey flips. If Justin Thomas is back there or more a cow or someone like that, that obviously is, you know, someone that's won a major one in the highest levels before, I'd rather give up the 600 and not worry about it at all than, you know, lose my ability to win anything. But I'm not going to do that for anything less than 17, 1800. I'll give up the $500. It's a $50 bet. I mean, we're talking about getting, uh, instead of 46 times my money, getting, you know, 30 something times my money or 35 times my money or 30, you know, whatever it ends up being. Uh, so that's something to look at and something that I think that if you're a golf better, especially, and I do have Maverick Mealy, who's got a shot, Max Homer's got a shot. So I obviously have to hedge with those guys as well. Uh, but that's why what I like to do in golf is take top fives, top tens, sometimes top 20s for big long shots. Because let's say I take four or five, I don't really take four or five guys for a few for outright bets. And last week was a rare week where I really didn't have anybody alive. I think I had one guy that made the cut. But for the, the previous, like, seven, eight tournaments, I had at least one, if not two guys that were in the top five or top, you know, ten at worst, sometimes in the top three. And I backed my bets up with top fives and top tens. So even if I lose my outrights, you know, I, I'm forgetting who it was. Was it Brian Harmon? Yeah, Brian Harmon a few weeks ago. I had a top five with him. He just snuck in. Well, I think I won $800 on 50 bucks, and covered not only all of my outrights that I lost. I think I had four outrights. Uh, including Harmon, by the way, and I, I was able to profit. So, you know, it, you, like like you had said, there's nothing like a golf sweat on a Sunday, especially I remember later in the summer when we were getting close to like college football was going on. I was at a Guns N' Roses concert one night uh, when I had, a, you know, a couple guys in a playoff. I think Sam Burns when he was in a playoff once. And it's just the best. It's absolutely the best. So thanks again to Matt Humans. Please give him a follow on Matt Humans 24-7 on Twitter. I want to talk 
NBA All-Star Game. We're going to spend some time on this, uh, even going through the next uh, hour, into the next hour here, as we're on till uh, 4 a.m. Eastern time, 1 a.m. Pacific time. And, and, you know, I brought this up earlier in the show, and the All-Star Saturday night, when I was a kid back in the Jordan, Dominique, Spudweb, Kenny Walker, Larry Bird, you know, John Sunvold, they had the game in Miami, they played the Miami Vice team for the 60 seconds of the three-point shootout. It was like appointment television. You couldn't miss it. This was before streaming and digital and HD and all the, you know, different options you have now. And it was before the dunk contest kind of in some ways became irrelevant. I still love it. I will still watch it. But it's no secret that the dunk contest is not nearly what it was. Guys like Kobe, you know, may rest in peace, and obviously Jordan towards the later part of his career, and Shaq and others, they never did the dunk contest. LeBron James, because risky injury, and you really, you know, it's almost a lose-lose in a way if you don't win it. I get that. Um, so, of course, you got guys that are kind of off the radar sometimes. You know, this this year you got, we'll get to the dunk contest in a little bit, but just for an example, you know, Jalen Green, of course, you know, a top five pick. Obi Toppin, who was last year's runner-up, Cole Anthony, and then Juan Toscano-Anderson. It's, it's not, you know, the LeBron James of the world. It's not, uh, you know, Kevin Durant. Obviously, he's hurt right now. Uh, it's not Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's not the, the great James Harden, the great players in the game. Not that Harden's a big dunker, but you get my point. It's not the stars. So it's it, the luster is kind of off of that, but I still love the All-Star Saturday night, and I still like this new format with the Elam ending uh, in the NBA All-Star game. And I've got to, we'll start with the game itself, and I've got to, I definitely have a play on this, and it's 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 weird for me because I never would do this in a usual setting, but the way that the rosters have set themselves up along with injuries, I don't think there's any other way to go when it comes to Team Durant versus Team LeBron. Just quickly, if uh, you know, you're not super familiar with the rosters, you know, Kevin Durant, of course, is a captain. He's out. He's not going to play. His squad is Embiid, John Morant, uh, Tatum replaces Durant in the starting lineup, Andrew Wiggins, Trey Young. I've seen some solid players there. LaMelo Ball will replace Kevin Durant on the team. Devin Booker, Rudy Gobert, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, former Piston. Uh, DeJounte Murray replaces the injured Dray Draymond Green. And then Carl Anthony Towns. That team coached by, by Eric Spolstra, the uh, Miami Heat coach. And then you look at Team LeBron. It's LeBron. It's Giannis. It's Steph Curry. It's DeMar DeRozan, who I will give you a play on for All-Star MVP. I believe it's 20 to 1. Love that. He's been balling out. You've got the Joker, Nikola Jokic. You've got Jared Allen, who's replacing the injured James Harden. Jimmy Butler, the Butler did it. Luka Doncic off the bench. Darius Garland in his first All-Star appearance. I mentioned Harden obviously hurt. He won't play. Donovan Mitchell could have been a piston. Uh, Chris Paul. Fred Van Vliet, who's in the three-point shootout, might have a play on him. There's just so much more overall talent on Team LeBron that if they take this game even somewhat serious, they should blow this thing out of the water. And right now, you got the line at Team LeBron minus five and a half. And to me, I hate laying points in an all-star game, even if it's, you know, three. You got to load five and a half. But unless Team LeBron just doesn't care. They should win this game by 20. And now we know it always gets close at the end and the whole Elam ending thing and all that stuff. Uh, the total, by the way, 321 and a half. Money line, Team LeBron minus 230, it's around, uh, plus 190. But I am laying the five and a half. This might go to six, six and a half, seven. Uh, if the public really gets on it. I mean, the All-Star game is not really bet that early. And it's not like the Sharps are banging the All-Star game because there's not a tremendous amount of value. But I think with all the injuries and the way that Team LeBron is set up, they are going to blast 
teams are out of the water as long as they take this game somewhat seriously in the doldrum periods of the early, you know, first quarter into the early part of the second quarter. You see a little more action towards the end of the first half. And then obviously the third quarter, things get a little bit, you know, more intense. And then, of course, in the fourth quarter is when you really see things going on. I just think Team LeBron's going to get out to a huge lead. If they get out to a 20-point lead, which we see before, 25-point lead, it's going to be very tough for Team Durant to come back. We've seen other all-star teams do down a lot uh, in recent years and going back even 10 to 15 years. So I've got a big play. Uh, I can't believe I'm making a big play in the all-star game. It's not the greatest game to bet on, but I really like team LeBron minus five and a half. I believe they're going to pull this thing out of the water. By the way, all-star game betting trends, team LeBron four and zero straight up. The favorite is seven and zero straight up in the last seven. They're also five, one and one against the spread of the last seven. The favorite is, and the over is 13 and two in the last 15. But with all the injuries, I'm not betting it, but I've got a lead for you on the under 321 and a half. Uh, I mean, it's just, I'm not a big total guy in the NBA all-star game. And I know I just gave you the number there that the over is 13 and two in the last 15. But to me, I think this is an under with all the injuries, especially not having a guy like James Harden and Kevin Durant. They could be good for like 50 points combined in that one. All right, we're going to talk about the all-star Saturday night odds. MVP odds get to all of that coming up here. Dan Leach in for Greg Peterson here on the Greg Peterson experience. You are watching VSIN, the sports betting network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.